It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment of Live Mike for the week. And then you and I were free for the weekend. What are you up to? What are you doing? You doing anything fun? Tell me. 575-00. Send me a text. I'd love to hear it. Utah Community Credit Union text line. I'll tell you what I'm doing tomorrow. Little baby Piper uh, will receive swimming lessons. Her third uh, her third lesson, uh, it, it works. It's, there's about a group of four of us that get into a pool uh, with the instructor, and uh, they have us kind of shake the baby back and forth. Not not shake the baby. I should say sway the baby back and forth, and we sing a song. Then uh, there's another exercise we do. We kind of uh, lay little Piper on my shoulder, and I uh, kick her legs for her, and uh, we sing a song and bounce around in a circle. And there's a similar exercise where uh, we try to teach her how to use her her little arms to swim and propel herself through the water, a little bit of floating. And then, and then this is the most difficult part, I, I think for the baby and for me, the parent, uh, and, and for her mom who's on the deck watching, it's, it's the submersion part. Yeah. yeah, Piper's nine months. And last week she was one of the older kids in the class. There are even younger little babies who on the count of three, one, two, three, when the teacher counts, uh, you have to dunk them under the water. There's a trick, though. Maybe you know this one. Turns out, at least according to uh, Little Piper's swimming instructor, if you, just before the dunking, just before that, if you blow in their face, if you blow in the baby's face, uh, they have some sort of uh, instinct response where uh, they, ca- they catch their breath, and then you dunk them for just a moment, and then up out of the water. Uh, and then that's, that's swimming lessons, I suppose. It's supposed to familiarize them, uh, make them less afraid of the water. Well, uh, Piper was not too thrilled about lessons last week, and my fingers are crossed that tomorrow morning as we head off to the pool that she's in much better mood. Uh, You ever do that? Am am I weird? Am I weird for uh, taking her to these lessons so early? Or is it a good thing? Did you take your kids? 575-00. All right. In the last segment of the program, I want to talk to you about your shower head. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You see, uh, the president, President Donald Trump, remember him? We spoke about him at length earlier. Uh, he's got this feud at the post office or something. Or I don't know, whatever. He's not a fan of Democrats? Is that what it was? All right. Uh, well, anyway, he's also feuding with showerheads, it turns out. And he was, the other day, uh, delivering some remarks at a Whirlpool manufacturing plant in Clyde, Ohio. You ever been to Clyde? Yeah, me neither. Uh, and, well, during those remarks, he had this to say about not only showerheads, but also his own hair. We're bringing back consumer choice and home appliances so that you can buy washers and dryers, showerheads and faucets. So showerheads, you take a shower, the water doesn't come out. You want to wash your hands, the water doesn't come out. So what do you do? You just stand there longer or you take a shower longer? Because my hair, I don't know about you, but it has to be perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> uh, I, I came across those comments earlier in the week, and I thought, oh, that's funny. That's great. And I didn't give it a second thought. Uh, but then but then Senator Lee, uh, just uh, late the day before last, uh, sent a tweet 
and he was just sharing a news story where the president had uh, proposed easing showerhead standards. And the senator's tweet reads, I love the fact that the Trump administration is putting an end to showerhead tyranny. Why should this be a federal regulation in the first place? In the first line there, uh, you know, putting an end to showerhead tyranny, that's funny, right? That's clever. And in fact, uh, as the Deseret News reported on that, uh, Dennis Romboy used showerhead tyranny, that phrase, in the headline. So very cool, right? It's a, it's a very cool attention-getting thing. But then the second sentence, the second sentence in Cinder Lee's tweet is what got my attention and made it clear to me that uh, as funny and comical as the, the presentation was by the president, it is actually emblematic of a problem. And it's emblematic of a, a situation that exists in Washington, D.C. that the president for a long time, President Trump, uh, has been working to undo. The sentence uh, from Senator Lee reads, why should this be a federal regulation in the first place? Why is it that the federal government uh, has a, a law in place which restricts the flow of new shower heads to no more than two and a half gallons per water per minute. Two and a half gallons of water per minute. Now, whatever. You take a shower, you make do with what you can. Some of the, You visit a hotel and you're probably seeing uh, the, the, the weak uh, shower pressure or whatever. I don't, I don't have hair like the president, so I don't experience this problem in the same way. But uh, when I read that second sentence, why should this be a federal regulation in the first place? It reminded me it reminded me of something that the president did all the way back in 2017. And it was, uh, it was the signing of, of an executive order. Now, I, I know that the signing of executive orders has come under fire and that executive action uh, is, is one that, rightly so, uh, ha has been greatly criticized. I think uh, that, uh, that there were probably some missteps in the president's signing of four executive orders uh, just last week re regarding uh, the unemployment circumstance and the, the, uh, the stalled stimulus talks in Congress. He took it upon himself to put forth a number of executive orders, and I think that, uh, I think that was probably a mistake. All right. Uh, lawmaking should happen in Congress, and you shouldn't try to use executive orders to approximate uh, lawmaking. But this, what the president did in 2017 is a little bit different, and I applaud him for doing it. Uh, when he signed Executive Order 13771, it was that one where he talked about uh, executive regulations, regulations that exist uh, in the executive branch of government among uh, his administration, the various departments and agencies have mountains and mountains of regulations, so many that it, you can't keep track of them all. Who's going to possibly know all these regulations? And so he, in the signing of this executive order, he put forth a challenge. Here he is the day of that signing explaining the, the rationale. also took significant action to roll back the massive regulation that is devastating our economy and crippling American companies and jobs. That's why I've issued a new executive order to create a permanent structure of regulatory reduction. This order requires that for every one new regulation, two old regulations must, and I mean must, be eliminated. It's out of control. The January employment report shows that the private sector added 237,000 jobs last month. A lot of that has to do with the spirit our country now has. Job growth far surpassed expectations in January, 
and the labor force participation also grew, so you can be encouraged about the progress of our economy. It's going to be a whole new ball game. All right. So when he gets into job numbers, uh, <laughs> uh, you, like me, are probably lamenting the fact that, oh, we haven't heard talk like that in a while. Oh, this stinking coronavirus. But what he was doing there was uh, describing uh, the executive order. And it stands today that these regulatory agencies, they must, if they intend to add a new regulation uh, to the, the administration or to the administrative agencies, uh, you must roll back two of them. And last time I checked, there, there are some organizations which are tracking this. And they've found that uh, not only for each new regulation are two being rolled back, but in, in some cases uh, the, the number jumps uh, and, and uh, sometimes 10 regulations being rolled back. The Brookings Institute does a fascinating thing, and I've got this here in front of me. I'll share it on my Facebook uh, in just a moment, Lee Lonsberry on Facebook. And it is uh, a comprehensive tracking of all deregulation in the Trump era. Yeah, de deregulation. There uh, is a, it's a giant, giant list of all of the, all the rules and regulations that have been rolled back. Uh, and there are, the categories are endless. And you, you may think that that's a bad thing, or, or some of you hearing this might think, well, he's turning this place into anarchy. Well, no, bureaucracy is a real thing. And bureaucracy is fueled by regulation. And to, to you know, to appropriately analyze it and roll it back is very good, not only for uh, the streamlining of government, but also business and the way you and I live our lives. So I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to uh, showerheads being added to the list of uh, regulations which have been rolled back. Uh, a funny little phrase, uh, emblematic of a real problem in government: overregulation. The president's doing what he can to roll it back. Hopefully, next it's showerheads. That's it for me. You have a good weekend. Enjoy yourself. Have fun. Be safe. Uh, try to beat the heat. Uh, enjoy your time with the ones you love. I'm going to do my best to do just that. Now, it's time for Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News here on KSL News Radio.